everyone's just a mass of contradictions And we all write fictions each day Angels and devils are the images we use But they don't mean shit, they just hide the truth away Why not learn to love your contradictions Why not live your life to the full? Sleep beneath the flowers Cause together they're the power Of the contradictory beauty of you Well he loves Woody Allen And he loves a bossa nova And he cooks a pretty good pasta sauce Woody Allen Exactly and the sauce is pretty spicy Stefano Zarelli's soul is lost Like saunas and Hades in between the legs of every redhead. Seven Rosarelli's just a mess of contradictions, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Angels and devils are the images we use, but they don't mean shit, they just rule and divide. Why not learn to love your contradictions? Why not live your life to the full? Sleep beneath the flowers Cause together they're the power Of the contradictory beauty of you It is 4 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. You're tuned into the beat on BFF.fm. That was a little Momus there. I just bought a Momus record yesterday at this record store that I didn't even... I wasn't even really aware of. I don't know what it's called, but it's on like 24th and like between like South Venice or something. I should know what it's called. went to uh what's that oh explorist international that's what it was called um anyway i uh, found one of the uh momus records one of the few moments well i shouldn't say few i would say there's probably 10 momus records out on vinyl and i probably have seven of them or something so yeah one of the few that i don't have yet uh, called The Poison Boyfriend. Um, but anyway, that was off of Stars Forever, which is an album that he did um, where uh, he had people pay him to uh, write a song about them. Uh, there was some reason for it, some funding problem that they were having or they were trying to... It was for charity or something. I don't think it was for charity, but it was something where it was like Save the Record Label or something. Uh, and he did like $1,000 a song. Um, but there's some really good songs on there. You'd think that would make for kind of like pandery stuff. And there are a lot of songs. Not all of them are remarkable. But um, there's a few really good songs on there. So anyway, Stars Forever. 
I got a sort of various jams lined up today. I don't have a theme. I had some kind of downer jams, but I I cut most of them because like let's not let's not wallow in it. You know what I mean? Uh, and um, anyway, we've got a good show lined up. We've got um, beat the game coming up at 4:30. Our weekly video game discussion show. We're going to be talking about Super Hot today. Super Hot is a really fun and exciting game. Uh, for um, it's sort of like a. Uh, it looks like a shooter, like a like a like a you know action game, but uh, it's actually more kind of like a puzzle game once you actually get into it. Anyway, it's interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of other stuff to talk about about games. I don't know how much will fit in. And then uh, it's our second episode of our new show, Heartbeat, our dating and the digital age discussion show. Christine Huang will beat. Uh, joining me at 5.30 for that. Until then, we've just got to keep things moving with... uh, I guess I got some... I don't know. There's no theme here. But uh, I was feeling a little bit disco today. So here's this... This is the theme for today. It's as close as I get to disco. This is uh, Tom Petty. Uh, As close as he gets to disco, except for maybe It Ain't Nothing to Me. But uh, this one is called You Got Lucky. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM.
When you called me on the phone, I almost prayed that you'd forget me. Cause with everything you know, there's always something that you do. I haven't seen you in a while, not since that mix up at the rock club. I wish we could have talked all night, but that evening took a spill. And we woke up feeling things might never be the same. Oh. Oh, cause everybody, everybody, everybody knows We're the rulers of this place We're the leaders of the new school Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody knows We're the rulers of this place We're the leaders of the new school Sit down. 
song's called Act 5. There's evidently like 25 seconds of blank space at the end of that song, so glad I got to, had to dive into the, toward the microphone. Make sure you guys weren't left alone with, in the, with the void. Uh, before that, Tully Craft, uh, Leaders of the New School. It's a good one off of their album, Disenchanted Hearts Unite. Which has a few good ones. Uh, I'm trying to think right now. Um, trying to, uh, it's not coming to me. I guess I could look here. Uh, oh, every little thing, um, and that's another good one. Uh, and secretly Minnesotan, pretty good. Um, anyway, before that, uh, The Crooks. I really like that record. It's this, uh, don't know much about that band, but, um, that record is really slick and also really good. Um, uh, it's called Lucky Ones. The song was called Real Life. Before that, Rick Mank off of his solo album, The Ballad of Rick Mank. The song is called Wishing on a Star, and that brings us up to date. Uh, we're about to start with Beat the Game in just a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking about Super Hot today, um, which, if you haven't heard of it, is a really cool and interesting game. I really enjoyed it, so I'm excited to talk to Forrest about it. Uh, until then, uh, enjoy a few more jams. Uh, thanks for listening to The Beat on BFF.FM. Back in a minute. Say goodbye Keep in touch and don't be lonesome The words 
Broadcasting live from high above Cap Street in San Francisco, California, it's Beat the Game. Beat the Game. On BFF.FM. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Forrest? Pretty good. I've got a uh, sexy, deep, sick voice. Yeah. Are you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm actually okay. It's just one of those, like, lose your voice randomly for a few hours a day, kind of colds. Yeah. Well, you sound fine. You got it. I mean, you don't even have, like, a sexy Kirstie Alley vibe. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the, You're not like, even in Kirstie Alley territory. Movie guy voice. In yeah. a world. <laughs> Did you see that movie, by the way? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, was all right. I liked it. I, you know, I think some people did. I don't think Kat liked it. My wife liked it. But, um. Amanda liked it. Like, it was like a little tacky, but like, I thought it was, it was as ambitious as it needed to be to yeah. be that tacky, you know? Yeah. And there were some really funny parts in it. I liked that movie. It's not like it was going to bump, you know, like Treasure or uh, Pirates of the Caribbean out of the top seat for opening weekend or anything. Right. Right. Uh, what? It wasn't. It wasn't serious cinema like yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it wasn't one of those blockbusters that they're all actually voicing, <laughs> spending their <laughs> talent on. Right, right. As um, a version. And uh, yeah, how, how are you doing this week? How's, uh, tired, how's your man. rank in Hearthstone? Oh, good question. Good question. I'm um, I'm doing well actually. So I was stuck around six. Hearthstone is in a tough spot right now, so they've got a new expansion coming out in April that's going to be a big deal. But until then, we're sort of stuck with... And I guess it's almost April, but um, it's uh, we don't know exactly when it's going to come out in April. Like, late April, maybe even May, but sometime in April or May. The new, the new ex- expansion is called uh, Whispers of the Old Gods. Hmm. It's got to do with, again, I don't know anything about it WoW lore, so... Ominous. Yeah, but evidently, like, all of WoW, or not all, but, like, there's these old, these old gods that are, like, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know how much you care, and I'm actually, they, they try to keep it mysterious, but the old gods created the dwarves, basically, and most of the races. Um, so, as you get higher in WoW and explore more of the, like, dwarven chambers, you find out more about the old gods. Gotcha. They're very, it's weird, they're very mechanistic. They're very, oh, yeah? like, yeah, they create, like, golems and, like, all their stuff is made out of brass and stuff like that. Huh. So. Well, the one, the main one that, like, they've already revealed, and there's a lot of cards surrounding this card that are, like, that interact is called Cthulhu, and it basically hmm. just looks like an octopus or something. Huh, like Cthulhu. Oh, maybe. He's yeah. an old god. He's an old god in HP Lovecraft lore, but they never really, I mean, maybe, I you know... I don't know. I, I did not get sucked into WoW for as long as my brother did. Um, so I, I played quite a bit of it when he's, like, awake, but he's, like, two time zones away from me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I never really, like, I, I never had, like, a raiding yeah. character. Yeah, we're definitely WoW deficient. <laughs> There's also a new skin out that you can only get if you get to level 20 with a character in WoW. Really? And I'm like, I... Well, I don't actually have any of the skins or whatever. Are you I kind of sure? like being like from the streets, you Are know. You sure it's level 20? Oh, I think so. 
but that's they, like, I think that's, you, I think if you join WoW now, like if you even though and even now it's like free to play, if you pay them like five dollars, they auto level you to forty. Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be hard. I think yeah. you you don't. You, one thing that you have to do though is like you can't just already have a character. You need to get a new character up to twenty. Huh. Um, but anyway. It's just a skin, so I don't care. Because yeah. I'm about the game, man. I'm about the real deal. Yeah. Anyway, to, so short version is I don't want to get totally, but but short off track. But short version is until this expansion comes out, there's like three or four dominant decks right now, and I don't like playing any of them. Yeah. And so I was playing. I played. I really do like playing Zoo Warlock, and so I was played that last month to to my first legend. And then, but I don't want to play that again. So I was playing some other stuff, and I got stuck around rank six. But I just found this really aggressive warrior, real deck that I really like playing. I got it from a streamer called uh, Mister Yagut, um, who's uh, actually like a really good rogue player. He's one of the best rogue players. But um, anyway, so I've been playing this face warrior deck. I just feel a little dirty playing it. It's a little dirty, but it's yeah. not like one of the ones where like everyone is playing it and it's just stupid and like yeah. you know it's just you know it, and so it's you know I only feel medium dirty. You're waiting for that expansion, so you got that lame duck play balance right now. Yeah, that's a good way to put yeah. it. Um, anyway, so I think I'm a rank three is the short answer, the very short answer to your question. Um, and good. then. Uh, what else was going on? Um, I was pl- I was doing some Twitch this weekend. Yeah, I missed that. that. Was I was good. out and about yesterday. I was on Twitch yesterday and the day before. If anyone is listening and wants to follow me on Twitch, I am Avocado Expert. Please follow me. I am up to 15 followers. Nice. Most of the people I watch have in like the hundreds of thousands, like 300,000. Well, so. I mean, you're only in a month. You got to build that audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm on my way. Um, anyway, let's get down to the super hot thing. Super hot. Uh, yeah, I cat was cat was my wife was in the other room while I was playing through the levels, and that started happening. And I think I was like, I finished a level, and you know, you kind of don't you don't want to go on to the next level because then you have to start. So yeah. I like stop. I just let it was letting it run through when it was just going super hot, and she was just like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, it's super hot, man. It's super, like super hot. hot. Super, super hot. So super hot is a, um, it's a shooter-ish. Um, it's, the art style is very distinctive. It's like sort of stripped down, um, almost looks like a game that's in progress, uh, like, you know, that's being made. Uh, you're in this sort of white world with like a, a few objects around and like, you know, you're kind of in like inside of building kind of, you know, so there's counters and tables and things. And then there are these red men or people shaped things coming at you with guns and other things, weapons of sort of some sort. And, uh, and, and you have to shoot them all before they shoot you. The main sort of, innovation or the thing that sets the game apart is that um there is uh basically the game only moves when you move so it's sort of um it's is it it ends up being very much you know like there's a there's an obvious matrix uh comparison to be made it's definitely it's like, it's like a kung fu movie type of video game yeah. like where so like in other words you can stand there and think about what you're going to do and you can even look around but then as soon as you decide to execute on that action everything sort of starts to speed up and you have to 
it, you know, make sure that your action was in, in, you know, was efficient enough to keep anything bad from happening to you. Um, and, but but you do have plenty of time to sort of think as yeah. well as sort of make sure that you're aware of, of your surroundings and that there's no one sneaking up behind you. And you also have the ability, because things move so slow, you can and you can control how fast everything moves, I guess is a better way to put that. You can dodge bullets. You can do ridiculous things like punch a guy in the face and grab the gun out of the air and shoot him with it yeah shoot him with his own gun so i i was i was saying i really like this one because it was like kind of a first person shooter but actually more of a puzzle game because mm. you have to like figure out how you're gonna get to everybody before they're right. able to kill you right there are certain levels where they were very much like you would kind of go at you'd start one way but then you'd realize like this is not going to work yeah. i need to be doing i need to go after this guy first and then get that item and then throw it at that guy etc um but at the same time it was interesting i what I, one of the things i liked about the game is that it was it was a balance in other words yeah. there were moments where you were doing that and then there were moments where you were actually kind of felt more actiony and you were kind of like just pop pop improvising yeah. the way you would in a normal shooter where you're just like i'm gonna take out this guy and then that guy etc yeah um what did you think of the game in general i loved it i beat it in like a day and a half yeah so um, guess what i beat it too what which is uh, surprising because i'm usually the one who's like oh yeah i played it for like two hours i got like 10 percent into it let's talk Nick about Powell it the show. started from the bottom now you're here yeah i uh no i really just really enjoyed it and 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 uh, next thing I knew, it was it was over. Yeah, um, I mean, well, there aren't a lot of levels. It's not a super long game. Yeah, um, there is a lot of replayability too. At least for me, I'm like an achievement uh, striver, an achievement. Yeah, striver is a good word. I can be sucked in by any achievement if it's like you know, grab. Try hard is also yeah. You know, whatever you want to use. Push push the button a hundred times. I will be like, sure, I can push a button a hundred times <laughs> and get another achievement. Um, so I've been playing through the challenges and I've been like finding all the secrets and stuff. The mm-hmm. secrets are kind of interesting cause it's another one of those like, um, from the beginner's guide where you realize that like a bunch of the level you're like a normal player is never going to see, mm-hmm. um, in order to find some of the secrets, you like jump out the window and you realize there's like a carousel in one level. Huh. Um, there's another level where in order to get to the secret, like all the secrets are just, uh, terminals that you click on and then like it does the little chat thing uh mm-hmm. and it's like you can ask a question and your guy's like why are all the textures concrete like if it's not an enemy in the game all the walls all the chairs all the street lamps all the telephone booths all the cars are made out of concrete mm-hmm. and it's like we didn't want to distract you or something you know it's like why are all the enemies red in the and then the response is, why do you think they're your enemy? But of course, like, <laughs> they're all trying to kill you, and yeah. the only way to proceed is to kill them. Right. Um, but yeah, it was kind of interesting, like, how much of the levels, like, no one, no one will see. I'm using air quotes here. Um, it, actually, like, a lot of time and energy went into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, also... One of the reasons why it feels like kind of an unfinished game is it was originally developed for the seven-day first-person mm-hmm. shooter game yeah. jam. And then people saw it, and they're like, you have to turn this into a real game. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me, though. I mean, I'm definitely happy to pay it, but it is for one of those just, like, pick-it-up kind of games. 
Uh, it is a little expensive. Yeah, yeah, twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars yeah. full price. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it yeah it is. We've talked about pricing before, and I don't want to be shy about criticizing pricing because I think it's one of those things that like people so like kids and you know trolls and stuff criticize, and then a lot of people like in quote and I'm using air quotes here in the gaming community like act like that sort of day class a or that's gauche whatever whatever that word is to like to like bring that up like we should all just be supportive and let people charge 75 dollars for their little like 8-bit game that they made yeah. uh, you know and, in, and that takes two hours to beat and so i do like you know i don't want to shy away from that in this game i think it was within range you know where it's 25 it's like well it's close to 20 it's what's the difference 15 25 you know i think of it as buying a cd you know what i mean yeah. like back when people bought cds and uh you know um if it's a good cd i don't feel bad about i don't care if it was 21.99 or 14.99 or whatever well i mean um, it, it is yeah, a design decision you know mm-hmm. like how you're gonna price your game because you can literally set it to any price you want it could be a dollar game it could be a yeah 50 game it's a design decision um, and while, you know, there is a certain, like, Americans are always uppity about talking about the price of things, but, you know, it, it's just like wine or coffee or anything else. Like, you have to make that decision. And I, I feel like, as a recommendation, like, at least for me, I'm happy to say I thought that was worth $25. It did slow me down a little bit when I was like, do I want to buy this? Yeah. Because, you know, I did know up front that there were like 20 levels or something and each one's supposed to take you like 15 minutes maybe so um yeah no uh, i think point well taken i was happy i was happy in the end no point well taken um but yeah so i'm trying to think about um i'm trying to figure out sort of what i liked so much about this game i think i think one thing that i keep coming back to and i won't sort of belabor the point but um I really love that feeling of that there's a sort of a set goal and a, a clear way to achieve that goal yeah. and there are challenges and you overcome those challenges and achieve the goal. Yeah. And this is what I've talked about before about being frustrated about games where like you it's so clever or arty that you don't know what the challenge is and you just sort of like wander around. Wander but also like hope that you're understanding what the designer is trying uh, yeah. to get you to strive for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're like, well, I don't know. Like, I like they present you with these decisions, and then they're like, every decision has consequences. Ooh, isn't that yeah. cool? Yeah. And then you're like, but I don't know how to make a decision because this is not doing anything. Yeah. Um, whereas this game, you know, this game was like, here's the goal, achieve the goal, and it was a really fun, really, um, really, you know, exciting. It you know gave you the freedom to like make interesting choices but also like you know was challenging and you couldn't just do whatever you want and like not every choice is going to work um it was really well looped in other words like you know it was very easy to just restart when you died and like there wasn't a lot of downtime it was very you know so it was very addictive and the and the pacing of the levels was i think if anything on the easy side uh in terms of like how many times it took to get through a level but um, but definitely better than being on the too hard side where you just like spend fifteen minutes getting through the first 
like yeah. two thirds of the level and then die every time on this one guy or and like have to, th- the thing where it like hinges on like figuring out the one clever way like oh if you pick up this bottle then that's right. how you don't you know, there was a level where you got ran over by a truck if you did anything besides duck into the side alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was still obvious enough and not like, oh, you know, there's this like half pixel wide side alley you have to jump right, into right. To, to be able to survive. I think one of the great things about this game and one of the things that was kind of always promised by like the independent uh, game developer sort of explosion is that it provides for a new mechanic Mm. like it's actually something fresh like back and i think a reason why a lot of people have all these retro nostalgia um leanings these days and why everyone's like trying to sort of recapture that 8-bit ideal is because like back then people were like i'm gonna make a game where you wander around uh you know forbidden forest and you start off with a wooden sword and you're collecting gems as currency and maybe that'll be fun. I don't know. Like we'll figure it out. Um, I feel like this is one of the few games where like the witness was interesting. Uh, and I think it had some things to say, but it was like walk around this universe and like click on things and draw a puzzle, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, so that's an interesting point. And like one that I think bears, it's worth thinking about in two ways. I mean, it's on the one hand, like I think you're right. And I think a lot of games feel like they're dressing themselves up, like they're doing something new, but they're not. And that's too bad. Um, uh, at the same time, of course, you know, we don't want to be on like a sort of a desperate, endless quest for every game. Oh yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, but you're right. This game, I think, it was something new and it was something new that wasn't like hard to get or, yeah. or sort of, it was, a, you know, there's an effortlessness to it where you're I mean, just like, Oh, like you figured out a cool way yeah. to make a game. To me, it kind of feels like uh, rocket league where it's like, Oh, like I understand what this is. Like it's soccer with remote controlled cars that may or may not actually make any sense, but like, that's fun. Like mm-hmm. I, I get it, you know, it, mm-hmm. Um, I can connect all those dots together in my head and right. like figure out how to manage this world. And I, you know, I feel the same way about super hot. It's like, it, it kind of feels like, um, what it's like to be inside of like, you know, Bruce Lee's head when he's fighting people, <laughs> you know, like, well, and so one cool thing about the thing is right. So it's a very sort of slow pace because you can control the time. Um, and then at the end, they show you they, they show the replay full, full speed, uh, in, yeah. in regular speed about what you just did and how you sort of went and knocked this guy over and then took his gun and killed the other guy across the room and then flipped around and and so um, so uh, one thing that's cool about that is it's a little bit like wish fulfillment of being actually good at a shooter, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. So like you get to kind of like feel for a minute like you're good at csgo yeah because uh you know they're just they speed it up and you and yeah yeah you feel like an action hero um so that was cool what did you think about the sort of story uh you know to the extent that there was a story uh i i think part of like the concern with the story is that it's uh like there's a cultural thing there the developers are all russian or at they're least polish actually eastern Bloc. yeah and uh, I feel like their idea of the whole hacker movement is like colored by 
the access to technology at least that's like the the feeling i got from mm-hmm. it like it seemed like there were a lot of references to like uh a cracking scene and like a hacking scene that didn't really exist here at least one that i wasn't part of mm-hmm. um but i could definitely see like in eastern europe especially you know i don't i don't know how how much poland suffered from like censorship and culture control but like i would imagine it's hard for them to get translations it's hard for them to get these new releases because uh-huh. there probably isn't a whole lot of money in those markets um so it, it yeah, historically for sure you know boils I mean, I think, down yeah. a lot more to the, like the like if you don't crack this for your friends like no one's gonna play these games mm-hmm. so there was like a lot more of the whole like bbs and like um being on some like underbelly of the community yeah. uh, as opposed to like you know if that was i feel like if that was made in america it would there would be more like a spy thriller as opposed to just like a bunch of computer nerds figuring yeah. out this like video game from the inside uh, should we spoil the ending? I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, sure. We've got eight minutes left in our regularly allotted time, so here's the time to tune out if you don't want the ending spoiled. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so I thought it was interesting, too, because I was expecting it to go more like spy thriller, like this like shadowy organization has come mm-hmm. up with mind control, and right. we're just going to... like figure you out and take over your world that uh the the turn at the at the end was actually like basically the video game sort of came out of nowhere uh and the people that were controlling it was like a hive mind Mm -hmm. of all the people that had gotten to the final level you know like once you inject yourself into the core like you become all of the like red texts you know, your body is holding you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you basically, it's like, we are an overbearing system, succumb to us, and you're like, no! And then you just do. Yeah. And that's the end. It, well, and also, like, you become the controller, too. Mm-hmm. At least the way I read it, it was like, now you're part of the hive, like, succumb to us, but actually, like, that was what you were striving for the whole time. Right. Yeah, there is, I mean, yeah, I think... Like so, the, the the story. Yeah, I don't think there was a ton to it, um, but I kind of liked that. And in, in the sort of a, along the lines of what I was saying, in terms of how much I enjoyed the game and found it like just not frustrating and like whatever the opposite of frustrating is, <laughs> satisfying. Yeah. Um, the plot was a little bit like secondary in the way that the plot of like an action movie is yeah. sort of secondary. In other words, it was like an exciting. Um, it was an exciting uh, story, but it wasn't like you had to sit. You know, you it wasn't like I was like, oh, I don't remember who this character is or anything like that. Yeah, and it didn't like get in the way. You know, yeah, the stuff with the friend, like where your friend is like yeah. writing you messages and he's like, check out this new game, was like it was like fine, uh, but it wasn't the most. That wasn't the strongest part, and it brought a little level of silliness to it. For some reason, it's like reminding me of like. Those those weird scenes in the beginning of the Princess Bride when his grandpa oh, yeah. is like, when you know like what I mean? flashes back out. Yeah, and, like, and you're just like, ah. Now um, it's like Fred Savage and an old guy in yeah. Columbo. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like what is the, yeah. There's a certain Fred Savage and Columbo ness to that, um, 
which I was not super appreciative of, but it was fine. I did love the thing where if you when you type, you just type gibberish and it just says yeah. it just spells out what it's, it, it made me feel like a movie type. hacker too because yeah, I would yeah, just yeah. like type super super fast right. like faster than anyone could type. Um, although you know to be honest, I did kind of wish there was just like a way to skip through all that. Uh, yeah, was but like, there wasn't a lot of yeah. it. Yeah, um, there was an interesting and then the stuff at the end I thought was a little bit like. I don't know, self... It wasn't self-indulgent, but it was, like, fine. Like, how they were like, you now must spread the word of this game. Yeah. It was, like, fine. But I was like, dude, don't worry. I'll tell people about your game. Yeah, like, you It was don't a little to... bit like they kind of really nailed that home at the end. They were like, you must tell your friends. I, I did think it was a little tongue-in-cheek, though, because, like, there was a thing where it was like, you have to use the phrase, most innovative shooter I've played in a yeah, while. Yeah, that like was that. cute. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was cute. Um, it's like taking a little bit of... Uh, 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 sense of humor about the sort of hype train and yeah. all this stuff. Um, one thing that I don't think you probably were expecting to talk about, but I just think is must be uh, must be mentioned. And then there's actually a couple of comparisons that I was interested in. Um, but uh, did you feel that during the sort of second half of the game, there was a lot of vagina imagery? Huh. I didn't. You know I didn't what I'm talking pick about? up on that when at the, all. When the when the the in between the levels in the text, the text is coming out of like this code, like hole, that's sort of yeah. splitting. Well. Um, and I only think of that because um, you know people talk You're about a filthy that. man. Well, the, yes, but like <laughs> no, people talk about that a lot about how there's so much phallic imagery. Yeah everywhere and which is of course true yeah i mean that's an interesting point too like there's like this minority of like you know whatever the opposite of phallic in imagery is vaginal imagery vaginal i guess um Um, and this was like they're just yeah also to be like at the same time the mechanic opens up where you like literally shoot into someone else (laughs) like you shoot your consciousness into someone else right um i mean then you take them over which isn't very the metaphor kind of fails there, but yeah. uh, the viewpoint does shoot directly into the center of their body as that. Oh happens. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that, but I definitely see it now that you mention it. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's like, the you know, the there's core, a lot of like going into corridors right, and stuff. Right. Well, and then like, yeah, and the, and everything's about bringing you in, and yeah. then like the core is like kind of a mother. Yeah. You know, it's like a mothership, and you like go and sort of. Uh, so whatever the word is, like, uh, sort of resign yourself to this mother yeah. figure. Subsume. Yeah, uh, or whatever. Yeah, it subsumes you. You are subsumed by it. Yeah. I'm in sub in subsumed it. Um, what else? Oh, t- comparison. So I did this with um, The Witness, where I was like, what game that we've mentioned before um, with, is is am I thinking of that there's a lot of comparisons oh, to that's gonna be hard um, this was one that I don't think that we've talked about yet but is like our number one game that we will one day t- get to talk about on this show like we have an episode lined up dude oh no this is awful it's a game where you um, stop time Okay. Also, the world sort of starts breaking down at some points in a kind of code kind of way. Oh, man. You're living in a world that's, like, made out of code in a way. 
Or is it real life, or is this just software? Oh, um, shoot. I know what it is, but now I, I can't think of the name. Transistor? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Transistor. So I thought there was a lot of interesting Transistor comparisons, right? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, again, it kind of falls along with that, like, hacker, like, you're inside the system kind yeah. of thing. Um, but, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, I, I think also... The stopping time thing, you know, I think it's a, it's the same reason why Transistor is so gratifying, too. It, like, gives you that space. And, you know, the pressure's never truly off, but it gives you that space to make the decisions you right. feel like you have to make. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's good, too. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that connection, either. Sorry, man. As soon as we stop, as soon as I beat super hot and was like i have enough to play here i went directly into fallout 4 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they had that new expansion that came out which is good um but really it's just an excuse for me to play fallout 4 again yeah see i still haven't d- dove in i was telling you i think yeah. the advertising for this has been really uh good and like just i love the graphics that i'm seeing all over twitch and so i'm like it's kind of gotten me where i'm, I'm kind of like you thinking oh, about it yeah but I just got I got so much going on, man. Oh, Dude. you know what just came out too that we haven't talked to. I, we've never I don't think talked about this game at all. But Dark Souls is in the, there's a new Dark Souls coming out. Or yeah, uh, I have I've never really been into the Dark Souls trilogy, I haven't either. but I hear they're very fun. I mean, yeah. I don't, there I, isn't really any reason why I haven't been. I haven't really ever been uh, into them, and like, but I really want to. Like, I just haven't gotten yeah. that yeah. gotten to that point where you gotta get hooked, you know. Um, so I actually, in fact, started up again, uh, like made a like started from the beginning because I started like, like a, like six months ago, and then like Dark Souls one, and then I like, got like I didn't quite get it, and then I got really lost. Um, so I started again, and I'm I'm about to like get out and try and get to that first boss and start working on it, and then realize you know sort of start to understand because I know it's supposed to be very punishing. But I just quite don't quite understand the mechanics yet. But yeah. I, I I need to get in there. Um, yeah, I mean I've I've heard it's very rewarding because it is challenging. It's like right. one of those like running a marathon type of deals. Yeah. Where, but um, my understanding again, I haven't really fallen into any of them. But my understanding is that the the core mechanic is just like timing, just like getting the rhythm down of like yeah right yeah yeah. Um, I saw an Onion article that someone posted like. Uh, video game boss um, uh, really needs to get around to getting that red spot on his back checked. <laughs> yeah, yeah I that? saw that yeah, actually. Yeah. Someone um, linked that in my. So I think it's a lot of that kind of thing where you know yeah. you can wait for it to roar and you hit its belly and then you back away. Yeah, the Mike so. Tyson's punch out. Like. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, for if for no other reason than um, uh, our host of Heartbeat is. Uh, sitting in the cold outside texting oh, no. me trying to get into the alley uh we gotta wrap it up but um thanks for uh joining me as usual and uh yeah good game man yeah i like that one yeah that was a good choice um we'll be back in a few to check in with you guys but until then let's listen to some oh this is ironic cats my cats making me go to the freaking joanna newsome show oh yeah which i don't tell her. I mean, she's probably listening. I finally listened to that song. It's super depressing. Oh, I don't know what song you mean. Oh, sorry. Didn't she sing video games? Oh, no, no. That's uh, La, La, La. Oh, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Sorry. No, Joanna Newsom. 
uh, is like Lana Del Rey before Lana Del Rey came in. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, in t- I'll be sitting in an amphitheater listening to Joanna Newsom play the harp in about four, uh, two hours, three hours. But until then, uh, this is Joanna Gruesome <laughs> with Honestly Do Your Worst. You're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM.
like a jet. My head beams seamless. That suits in the shackles where the hassle mean for my bliss. Dip, tap, go. That's why traps I go. And it feels so good knowing now. Do it all for your That was our buddy Luke Sweeney with Sub Radar Moves, which is a pretty sweet name for a song. I don't mean sweet like romantic. I mean, that's totally freaking sweet. Uh, before that, uh, Pedal, a song called Tommy off of their record Shame, which I got in the mail a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, um,. After being uh, having been a fan of it for a while and tracking it down, um, yeah, uh, really like that record. Just so you guys know. Before that, another band that I had to go find their record uh, called Rat Boys, which is a really weird and terrible name for a band. Uh, well, especially the kind of band that they are, which is like a female-fronted uh, indie pop band but anyway uh good record it's called aoid um and uh the song is called charles bernstein 
And we started off with Joanna Gruesome. Uh, we are veering towards, trundling toward, uh, Heartbeat on BFF. Uh, our dating uh, and digital culture discussion program. That will be airing at 5.30 p.m. Until then, we've got a few more songs to sneak in. This is uh, by a band that I think they got a new record out on In the Red. I'm still making my mind up about this band, but let's uh, consider it together. It's Milk Lines on BFF.FM.
Heartbeat on BFF.FM. Heartbeat. What's up, Christine? How you doing? I'm good. I'm a little sick, so yeah, apologies. That's okay. <laughs> uh, how's your week been? Oh, two weeks since we had our last show. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah? Yeah. Still adjusting to the big city? The yep. little city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of opening apps, closing apps, swiping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of little city, our topic for today... <laughs> Is and this is actually an interesting. I mean, I think you were talking about the topic being ghosting, which yeah. is the idea of sort of when a relationship has run its course, just sort of disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and I think that like as a the broader topic that I think is interesting in these in this uh, dating world that we're exploring is the concept of these apps and how they sort of allow you to bring people into and out of your life, like on the spur of the, yeah, seamlessly. And like, yeah, exactly. Seamlessly. Um, whereas in regular, in the old life, you would like (laughs) meet someone through friends. And then if you had a relationship with them and then it was over, you would still have those same friends or you would meet them at work or whatever. Um, and now I guess people are, I mean, you tell me, but it seems like people are much more attuned or much more used to meeting people that they don't know anyone in common with. 
Yeah, though I think that a lot of the more successful apps are ones where they show like common interests, common like even second degree, third degree friends. Is that right? So yeah. they do that whole thing like um, where they're like you know each other like LinkedIn. Does. They're valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're validated through like even like and is that how they networks. they surface people to you as well? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be you know they'll ask you a bunch of like a battery of questions like Have you been to Burning Man? Uh-huh. How do you play bocce? And then they poured in all your Facebook friends and that's, then they so show that's interesting you. I didn't even think about that and maybe this is as the show goes on I will become more attuned to this stuff so I don't sound like so beginner um, at some of this stuff but I didn't even I didn't think about that I mean of course the interest thing I, w- I knew that you know you would type in your interest and then they would match people your interest and also near your location but the idea of actually porting somebody like going into your Facebook friends and starting to deal with it like the way that a regular social network algorithms work uh, is a double-edged sword, which is kind of what we're talking about right now because um, you are more likely to have entanglements with people that you are finding on these apps as opposed to just like um, just like uh, having meeting someone new at the, you know, I mean, I think we think of these apps or at least the initial promise was like, this is like meeting someone at a nightclub, <laughs> but really it's more like meeting someone at a house party or something. Yeah, though I think there's like a sweet spot, which is not like 15 mutual friends, because then you're like, why haven't I, like, who is this person? Why haven't I dated them already, if they're cool? Right. The sweet spot is like, three second-degree friends, so you know they're in the same universe, but they're, like, far enough that if it mm-hmm. doesn't work out, you can, like, never see them again, maybe. Right. Right, right. Yeah. So that's a key point that yeah. we'll, one will continue to keep back, coming back to, <laughs> never seeing people again. Um, so let's stay on the topic of, like, for a second of, like, um, finding like when you see somebody and then you see like a couple of like the the two friends or two second degree friend like yeah. are you nervous that you do you need to go and like do a little recon and like oh yeah but not only just to make sure that person's not sketchy but also like it's a little weird right because you don't want to like be like i found this guy and he seems really cool and i'm gonna go on a date with him and then circle up with your friend after you've already booked the date and her being like oh that guy's really lame and like I, I think you're lame for date for thinking he's cool and for dating him or something. I so just from what I hear in my own personal like proclivity, I tend to ask before I book a date. Right, right. Because you know. Well, what if like the what if the the contacts are like not really close? Then it's just play by ear. But I would yeah. So if it's somebody who I'm like not even really like I have a bunch of Facebook friends, many of whom I don't actually know at all. Yeah, yeah. So if it's those people and it's like three of those people, then I won't. I'll just, you just as- gotta, assume you this just, person's just, like a stranger. You just fly blind. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, and they basically are. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's like, if say they were your friend and two other friends, I would ask because... Right. I just, then it would be like I just have party. this huge fear that you like, like end up really liking someone and think someone's really cool... And then, <laughs> and then, and then you're like talking to your friend, and like hang, she's hanging out with a couple of her friends, and you're all hanging out, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm like my boyfriend, but and they're like, you're dating that guy, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, so like but, the social proof, you know, it's like you you got to be. I, I I mean, but that would happen without 
like the Danny. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think what's more, what's interesting is there's one guy that I match with who had three very different like right. Friends so from that's different always circles. really interesting. Yeah. And I actually I I judged him like more positively because he had like one friend who was like a math professor and one friend is like my high school friend I'm like oh he knows a lot of random people like me well and that's kind of exciting too it's like yeah. more enigmatic than like someone who's like oh he's one of those guys you yeah. know like oh he's like pranks out with those dummies like that <laughs> that group but you know like there's always those like, those groups of dummies that you know that like yeah. they're you know you know like three of them pretty well but then you know like you're vaguely aware from Facebook that there's like a couple other dummies that are like part of their like super yeah. super close-knit dummy group that they that's all, what I mean you know, yeah, like if if he's mutuals with like seven of those dummies, I'm gonna be like, right. oh, I, he's then you just probably it. not cool because right. I haven't met him already. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, so like, so so bringing it. So I think that's valuable. Bringing it now to our uh, to the sort of the the we're, that was going in. Now we're getting getting out. Um, we're 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 discussing getting out. So you had some interesting sort of thoughts about. Like ex- like methods and sort of how how you know etiquette and also like sort of ghosting the, the protocol e- ghosting protocol <laughs> and also the the the, the potential pitfalls you know both yeah. technological and uh, and just simply interpersonal so um, what what's your grand theory of ghosting my so I've really thought about this because some multiple people have asked me my opinion about this for some reason but I. I personally am of the school of thought that ghosting is a blessing and that we are like, luckily we can avoid all the awkward sort of goodbye conversations between people who barely know each other and we can just sort of disappear because we reappeared so easily, we can disappear that easily like Mm -hmm. via text and just stop texting. But then I started talking to people who are really offended by ghosting. Mm-hmm. So my my new sort of way of thinking about it is really basic, which is like, if you can imagine the other person's feelings being very hurt by disappearing, then you should like you yeah. should be polite and say goodbye. But that in general, if you if it's unsure, if it's unclear, that ghosting now is like more and more accepted because it's easier for everybody and. It provides the person who's been ghosted on a sort of like self-deluding out that like, oh, they could have just like, you know, gone out of town. They could have like, maybe they're busy. And then. Well, and it doesn't put too fine a point on the fact that though, I mean, right. The thing with breaking up is always the mutuality, right? Thing where you're just like. Oh, it's mutual, and everyone's like, "Lol," and not, it's never mutual. <laughs> it's like you got just fess up. If it, you know, it's a he who smelt it dealt it um, uh, situation. Um, so, at least in this case, you could kind of say, "Well, we we sort of dated, but like we kind of lost lost track of each other." Yeah, you know, because we're both such interesting and exciting people that ha- are dating like nine people each. Yep. So, like, it just we just kind of lost track of each other. Um, and I think that also, you know, just in a, like, that's like sort of how you represent you to deal with it with your friends. And then just the way you deal with it in, between the two of you, it saves you from like that demoralizing conversation where like yeah. you have to like say in no uncertain terms, like I'm not interested. Um, of course the, and I think this is what you were alluding to with the hurt feelings thing. Like the downside is that like if somebody was really excited and was like right in the full and you know i think you know if they're writing you a message being like 
I really think we're getting to the next level and <laughs> da, 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 da Then, well, maybe you should still just, like, totally just ghost them at that point. But, I mean, it's definitely a little, little tougher because there's the possibility that they could just be completely, like, Shocked and then really hurt by that. Wait, shocked by the ghosting or shocked? Yeah, by the shocked by the ghost. In other words, like if they thought that they were like on the way, right? And then you just like disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah, they, they would be like, my whole world is crumbling. Whereas <laughs> if they was already like, uh, we're not sure if this is going to yeah. go anywhere. Then it's like, well, then it's just like, yeah, you're just being charitable about the awkwardness and also just like. You know, you don't even want to be in that... Even if you don't really care about someone anymore, it's still just, like, a disheartening thing to have someone be like, I... So, just so you know... Right. I'm not interested in dating you anymore. That's my... Yeah, that's my POV. That Yeah. So, there, there I think it's a clear case. Yeah. I think if the, the person is, like, just gung-ho, really thinks this is going the distance... Then I think there are strong arguments on both sides. I think it's a strong argument, obviously, to not, like, just, like, let that person's world crumble. But then there is some argument to just being, like... You gotta shut it down. It'll be easier if you just never even see me leave. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid, you know? Well, that's the thing is, if someone's really into you, I think you owe them to... If you're not into them, you owe them to, like, close the door. Right. Yeah. Like, like clearly. Clearly close yeah. the door. Like, sit them down and be like, everything you want is it's not what I want. Of what I want. <laughs> because you are operating on a level of people who, in my world, are garbage. They're like human <laughs> refuse. I will say, though, and I think I mentioned this when we were talking earlier, that it is harder to ghost here, though, because it is right. a smaller town city town and if you ghost on somebody you chances are you're gonna bump into them either like virtually or in the real world right well so then this brings up an interesting possible hypocrisy in the ghosting world in other words if the ghosting was truly altruistic then you wouldn't worry about (laughs) seeing them again what do you mean well in other words what's wrong with running into someone that you've ghosted uh, well, it's not that it's not, it's that it's like, oh, there, there's that awkward moment then. Like, you've just been pushing off an awkward moment by ghosting. Right. Um, unless enough time is, like, you can hope that enough time passes right. so that the next time you actually encounter each other, then, like, it, you know, it's just, it's like just two ghosts in the history. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that would just be, like, never, ever. Right, um, but so this is this is a so this is interesting, and this is why I was talking about the the sort of promise of anonymity, um, and like when I think about like Tinder and stuff, you know, you're just like swiping on people, and you're not like, oh, like here's a actual human right. that like I no, I, yeah, I might never. like ne- <laughs> you know you're just like oh this is just like you know a menu, um, <laughs> and then the problem is though there's a contradiction or there's a tension there between that and then like those things where it's like your Facebook friends are involved and like things are getting. I don't know if there's... I mean, it's still very transactional, even if I know, like, if I can categorize them in a way where I'm like, oh, friends with these people and right. does these things. Like, it's still transactional. It just helps me make a better decision. Right, of course. So that's the plus, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it helps your decision-making um, 
I see no minuses. You see no minuses. <laughs> but there's no... But in other words, you're less likely to get away with the ghost. Yes. Um, yeah. Because what you're doing is you're interacting with people that have connections to you. Yeah. You know, whereas if you just date only freaking businessmen from <laughs> Omaha, then... Oh, no connections to. Boom. You're done. You're done. Um, yeah. Interesting. I had another um, thought, and I'm trying to f- trying to remember where I was going to go with this. Um, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I will say that the uh, it's becoming. I feel like it's becoming more and more totally okay to ghost, and then like. It used to be weird when I would come across people that I've already dated on dating apps. Like, I'd be like, oh, like, oh, they're still single. I'm still single. Is that weird? And now it's, like, totally normal and totally fine. Right. I'm like, we're both... This is just, like... This is just how it is. This is the market. We're out right. here. Right, right, yeah. Okay, so here's here's what I was going to say is... So the other thing that we were maybe we were talking about was... Um, because of this sort of promise of anonymity and this promise of like like endless choices and stuff like that, um, well, that another way that illusion breaks down is when people start to like get reputations yeah. or be sort of always popping up, um, and uh, and that that I think is a really interesting thing, right? Because like, you would think that like. That this the whole point of these apps, these apps is that there's just millions of people out there, and you could always meet somebody. But the but when you say transactional, like the truth of the matter is, there are a lot of people who are really into this these apps and date like serial dating, yeah. and like they just it's a drug to them, and they just like love meeting new people and and being you know in these kind of romantic-ish, mutually validating, you know, uh, situations with people. Um, and so there is a point at which, like, the anonymity runs out and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's all over town. <laughs> yeah, which I think actually is good because here, that's definitely the case. In New York, I feel like you can get away with that for longer. For longer, But yeah. here, it's like... Also, people in New York, like, don't have any souls. <laughs> So they there's more likelihood that someone's going to act that way. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I think that here, like, I like the the transparency because that makes people more accountable. So you can't be like a total jerk and like date five girls, five different girls every day, mm-hmm. and then. Do so you think it's mostly men that get the bad reputations? Uh, yeah. Okay. And it's and that's what it is. It's the it's the it's the amount of people that they're dating. It's the like card playing vibe. Like yeah, like let me just keep on playing until I get like a better card, until I get a better card. And like it's the addictive thing that you were talking about. And I think uh-huh. that people will see that happening. And I think that What don't you like about that? I mean, I obviously it's a silly question, but like I just put to put a just, fin- your finger it's on like, it. It, it. It like any addiction, it's kind of gross, you mm-hmm. know. Like it's also, you know, on the receiving end of that, like nobody wants to be treated like a commodity or like a right, right, right. something. A, but a I game. mean, I mean, and again, I don't want to be like I'm not trying to troll, <laughs> but like you were saying, like how everyone's sort of comfortable with the transactional nature, so. 
Yeah. No, that's... I, but then... But I it, guess it's like words, a... I'm trying to pin down, like, what is the line between, like, hey, we're, we're mutually having a transactional relationship, and then, like, you're treating me like a transaction, and that's not cool. Maybe it's... Maybe it's, like, not fair, but I think it's just, like, in my mind, I have a certain idea of, like, a, a quantity... Mm-hmm. It's like if you're doing it too much, <laughs> I don't know what too much is, then it's gross. But like the reality of it is pretty transactional. Right. And like, you know, as someone recently said, it's like it is a numbers game. You just. Of course, of course. And then but, there's all this interesting gender stuff, right? With both with, I mean, the most obvious gender thing with the apps, right? Is that like women are just like way highly sought, way more highly sought after. Um, you know, men are a dime a dozen. Um, I'm sure that the messaging, if you made a graph of like which way the messages go, like yeah. all the messages are going from men to women. Um, so it's interesting that there, that there's this, there's like this sort of mutual transactionality to it, but then there's also this kind of like sort of old school, like male objectification of women. Yeah. Like basic, like all those basic things, like sort of playing out throughout that. Very strong. That's why there's some apps, which I don't actually really like that, like force the women to write the men first after. A right. So let's made. talk about some of the, cause <laughs> we should talk about that. And we should also talk about the like location stuff that we were kind oh, of yeah. talking about. So like these, like let's talk about some of the ways that these specific <laughs> things work and the, and the sort of, what you know yes there are the good the pros and cons of that so i have heard about that and in terms of so one way to do it would be yeah women have to contact the men um which i find totally lame it's like another burden on women to have to like interact with these guys <laughs> well and then the guy is just sitting there just I, like waiting for the messages right <laughs> and so in other words he's probably he's probably it, uh incentivized to be even less discriminate because like he's just like exactly like and he at least should have like okay so you know there's this whole match thing right which yeah. like i'm sure that a bunch of these apps use where like what you secretly say who you like yeah, it's like yeah, tinder yeah, right yeah. where they swipe if you but you have a match then you have a match so on the site where the women contact the men they should have they should have it so that if you write a message to a guy who didn't swipe the right way on you like that message just disappears forever well, <laughs> it's like but it never you can happens. only message if you guys match Oh, okay. But even still, like to your point, if I'm a guy, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do even more of that swipe right, swipe right. Oh, right. So that's another problem: spamming. Right. Yeah. So so the way that we deal with that is got to be through. um, I'm a big fan of like limitations in terms of like number limitations. Like I like I've talked about this with uh, Yelp and stuff like that. Like on Yelp. Like, you should have a limit on the number of one-star reviews you can make and the number of five-star reviews you can make. Yeah. And then people will actually think for a second before making, a f- like, a million one-star reviews. They'll be like, like, you're like, really, this is the worst Chinese place that you've ever been to? Because you said that about fucking 17 other places, so can you just fucking make up your mind? But you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. should have some kind of thing where you have to, like... Well, Tinder has that. Do they? What yeah. does it do? Uh, you, I believe you have a limit of, of swipe rights per day. Per day. Unless you pay for a premium. Oh, payment. yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you have a super like. You have a limit of super likes. Which what's is, a super like? That means that when someone shows up, they have indicated that they 
really like you. Right. <laughs> and so you know that they're like especially interested. And there's like a limit to that. Seems like that just ruins the regular like. Eh. No, actually, I don't know why. It just means someone's really desperate for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... The ones where the women have to write first, I'm not into. The geolocation stuff. So tell me yeah. about the geolocation. So this was an issue with... That you were talking about with ghosting, with getting... With sort of, like, a situation that doesn't work out. Even ghosting or not. But, like, you date, and then you don't... You, you're not dating anymore. And then what? what is the specific app that has, like, the cross paths thing? It, it's happened. Uh-huh. And it's even worse if you are still dating. Or, okay. like, you're, like, trying to get to know someone, and then you open the app. And basically, it tells you who you've crossed paths with, like... And pretty much the cross streets where you cross paths, and right. at what time. Mm-hmm. So, say I know where someone lives, and then I open the app at, like... Just say. Just say I know where somebody lives. <laughs> and I open the app, and I see that we've crossed paths, not anywhere near he, where he lives at, like, 7 a.m. or... Say. 4 a.m., say. Say. Then I know that he, he wasn't at home at that time. Right. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I can only assume that he probably was, like... So you, it's funny, you brought this up before, and it's too uh, much information. No, no, no. It's interesting though because I think it shows. Because I was like, well, maybe he was just doing, and you were like, what would he be doing? <laughs> uh, which is interesting because, like, I, I think you know, one of the things about being into these internet dating things, right, is that you all know. That it's like you're all a bunch of addicts, and like addicts know addicts, right? But better than anyone else. In other words, like you know, like I'm sitting here like all naive, like maybe he was like past like playing video games with his bro, and you're like, no, 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 dude, we go on dates all the freaking time. We're <laughs> always fucking running around, going to like people's houses and stuff like that. And so if he was somewhere. And not even in his neighborhood at four in the morning. There is one reason why. <laughs> and um, it also means his he opened the app then too, because that's when it like checks in the location. So he was looking for a honey at four a.m. Not with a honey <laughs> with while uh, his honey was walking by. <laughs> that's three honeys right yeah. there. Yeah. So. So um, gosh, well, so I guess what my point is, I think the ending note here is that like you've created a nightmare world and you're now living in it <laughs> i think i i like this world it's yeah like i have more information so i was I telling can make smart decisions yeah i was telling a friend of mine i was like you realize and i i am not negative about this stuff in fact as i've told you like i feel very sad that i missed the golden age of, of internet dating but uh but uh, i was telling a friend of mine that i was like you realize this is like totally like addictive, like, you know, superficial, whatever. And he was like, yeah, but it's so much fun. <laughs> like, in other words, he was like, no, I realize I'm going to have to give this up at some point, but now is not that point because, like, this is the greatest. Yeah, and then you can trick yourself into thinking when you do give it up that you you really, like, played the game and you are, you won. Oh, interesting. Because you played all those cards. And now you know. <laughs> And now you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've really uh, started getting to the meat of the issue here. I yeah. think this is this uh, this show is almost like episodic the way that like a television series is because I feel like we're going to all every week we're going to be grasping for to, uh, ever closer to the final truth, which is 
I, I don't know. We're not even close. We're not. This is <laughs> this is ep, C's one F two. Okay. They haven't even started the previously on. Oh, okay. Um, well, thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next week. Okay. And thanks everyone for tuning into the beat on BFF, and stay tuned. Plenty more live programming coming your way. Uh, I will leave you with a song by a band with a cool name. Kind of romantic. Or just cute, at least. They're called P.S. Elliot. This is BFF.FM.
Then I kick it. Then I kick it. Then I kick it. Then I kick it. 